don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying You're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying Hey, hey, I guess since last week, since you all have heard us. But for us, for, for us, you and I, it's been a bit. It's been a while since we've had a live episode. I have been looking forward to this so much. Me too. I've missed you. I miss you too. <laughs> She's been gone just traveling and Yep. And I'm back for back. a minute. For yeah. <laughs> before I go back into the frame. We were looking at our calendars earlier and it's like the whole month of June, there's three days where we're gonna be in the same state yep so, so. please enjoy these pre-recordings yeah <laughs> let us know brought, what you think <laughs> brought to you from viewers like you thank you wow that was awesome thank, thank you, you my, PBS. my attempt at being <laughs> i was just gonna we're just jumping in i guess first, so i know it's first. been so long since we've recorded i'm like how do we do this again what in the world do we do but yeah i think we just jump in so, so. drum roll on my I'm wearing shorts today. My, my bare thighs. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about something I'm really excited to talk about. Spelunking. Spelunking. I beat to it. You did. You've probably, I mean, I guess not everyone's heard the term spelunking before, but it's also caving, potholing, or spelunking, I guess. Those are I have three UK. names in the UK. Yeah. Spelunking, caving, potholing. So yeah. if you don't know what any of those are, Stay tuned. We're we can't tell help you. you. We can't help you. We can't help. <laughs> Go no, no further. Hope. Do not list and skip this episode. Skip this episode. Bye. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tell you anything. <laughs> so I'm excited about this. And actually, looking into spelunking, I definitely wanted to try it before, mm-hmm. and now I super don't. Same. So <laughs> if anyone is a daredevil, this might be the episode for you. Yeah. But also, if you're just curious about it, learn more with us, and then. Decide for yourself. Decide for yourself. If you want to do it or not. It makes me a little... I came to the same conclusion, though, so that's funny. I was looking at some pictures, and because I, I've i done cave walks before. Same. And so I went to Cave of the Winds in Colorado. Okay. Forever ago when I was a kid. Yeah. We just, as a family, we went to Cave of the Winds. Yeah. And it's very neat. They've mm-hmm. got a lot of guided tours, and so you walk through all of their caves. And right. You go deep into the mountain and you can sit there they turn all of the lights off and so you sit there in the dark and just feel the cave around you and it's super cool yeah but i was looking at some of the pictures and these people are on their bellies (laughs) crawl like army crawling through the caves and i'm not a claustrophobic person but i feel like that would give me a lot of claustrophobia yeah and especially because it's it's tight quarters and it's dark too right so it's just like all senses are just no-go. Yeah. And if you just start to think, because even looking at the picture, I started to think, but what if the cave were to drop on you? Yep. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not afraid of death, but that, um, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, there are certain types of, this is going to sound morbid, there, there are certain types of death that kind of scare me a little bit more than others. <laughs> yeah. I, because I was on a plane earlier today mm-hmm. and we're hitting turbulence and the people next to me are clutching their, their armrests. And I'm yeah. like, wouldn't it be interesting if we fell? Oh my and gosh. That's I like don't... the one of the worst things I can think of. Well, I, I'm just, it I've doesn't seen scare so, me. I've seen just too many like 
shows where there's plane crashes and there's people who survive and then you have to figure out what to do to survive in the middle of nowhere and nobody's helping you and that I just sounds stressful mm, yes that's true that's <laughs> if true. i died upon impact fine but if i'm a survivor yeah. like that's horrible that's true that's true and i think with earth that sounds with earth awful. landings i know sorry everybody with earth ground earth landings ground landings yeah sure not land. water landings, yeah, yeah. land landings, land, land, land landings. Yeah. I don't know if there are many survivors. Well, in the shows that I watch, according to Netflix. <laughs> okay, great. Well, <laughs> in real life, I I don't know. I've I, never been in a plane crash. Me neither. But turbulence, very aggressive turbulence doesn't scare me. It kind of excites me a little bit. Well, which is for you. a problem. It's definitely a problem. But spelunking, even just looking in that picture and imagining myself as the caver mm-hmm. laying on my stomach with the ceiling of the cave on my back yeah that scares me yeah that scares me sure. well now we know now we know how i feel about <laughs> now turbulence and caving this is how we've introduced our topic today that is the worst thing ever that's the worst thing ever so please join us on my nightmare yeah <laughs> brought to you by us <laughs> So the term spelunking actually comes from the Latin word spelunka. Yes. Yes. Meaning cave, cavern, or den. And it is the exploration of wild cave systems. I don't know if there are any tame cave systems. What? what I think wild just means like, I don't know. Out in the wild? Out I, are the all wilderness. cave systems out in the wild? <laughs> yeah. I don't, why, I don't know why it has to be specified, but yes. But thanks, Wikipedia. Oh, by the <laughs> way, my sources were Wikipedia, LiveScience.com, StartCaving.com, and CNCC.org. Oh, cool. Okay, while we're doing sources, mine was also Wikipedia because bless. StartCaving.com, MarinGoCave.com, EarthAction.org, dot org dot org <laughs> and live science.com beautiful so okay we've got some variety here we do you and i cool you have so many more sources than i do so i hope your work <laughs> more is prepared. more prepared than mine nah, probably not we've we've already learned it's not <laughs> <laughs> well spelunkers if anyone still like you guys haven't told me anything about spelunking at all, spelunkers are <laughs> just how much we hate it already. Yeah, no. <laughs> so we know what you don't like. Spelunkers have to navigate complete darkness, cave shapes, including upward and downward turns, and other water hazards. Mm-hmm. So actually, I thought spelunking was cave diving. That's what I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they said the same thing. Yeah, they thought that it was like diving in caves. So there, it, there, yeah, exactly. So that there is that. It is a type of. It is. It's that. a subgroup yeah. under the umbrella of spelunking. spelunking. But spelunking in and of itself is just kind of going through the cave systems, yeah. looking at the stuff. Right. So, at the goods. <laughs> All the goods that the All caves the have to offer. <laughs> they got lots of goods. <laughs> cave diving is also referred to as an extreme sport. However, I did learn that cave divers don't like to be referred to as an extreme sport mm-hmm. because extreme sports tend to have that correlation or connection to adrenaline and not caring about lack lack of safety yeah and spelunkers are very meticulous meticulous about safety because yeah if you don't have safety you don't have spelunking but 
I feel like I understand where they're coming from, but also I feel like pretty much all extreme sports, like there's a level of you have to be meticulous because otherwise mm-hmm. if you did if you did extreme sports without being meticulous, then you would just be killing yourself. Right. Like they're extreme I think it for depends. a reason. It depends on the extreme sport because parachuting, yes. If your yeah. parachute is not put together properly, you're gonna hit the ground. Yeah. BMX or motor motocross, motorbiking, there is I'm not discounting their level of safety. It's just, it's a different kind of safety yeah. because it is up to you to hold on to the handlebars. Right. And I see all kinds of people that like let go and flip them and. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, yes, I feel like you can, you can like from an outside perspective, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But also I feel like there's so much that goes into like when they let go, they have to like do something else to make sure that they're doing yeah. it right. You it's know? very controlled. You don't do it when you when you're about to hit the ground. You do it at that moment yeah. when you kind of hover in the air. Right. So but it definitely does like seem like a more kind of out there thing mm-hmm. than yeah. I can see. I see what you're where you're coming yeah. from. So, yes, spelunkers don't like to be referred to as an extreme sport, but they're kind of categorized as one. They're definitely. I would consider them extreme. very extreme. <laughs> That yeah. is not soccer. It's not an everyday person no thing. No way. That's yeah. not golf. <laughs> I don't feel the same stress in golf. No, not at all. Sometimes when I can't hit the ball. Then I... <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty stressful. <laughs> hit my ball into the weeds. <laughs> so, Virgin. Virgin Cave Systems. That's for the very first time. <laughs> Um, they comprise some of the last unexplored regions on earth dang thank you sorry i was i was (laughs) laughing at my jokes you're so funny (laughs) so they comprise some of the last unexplored regions on earth and so a lot of effort goes into the discovery and exploration of these cave systems okay because the ocean wasn't big enough yeah but a little bit of history just just a, a tidbit Includes how caving was pioneered by a Frenchman. I assume he's oh. French because he lived in France. Was named Edward. Ed, sorry, Edouard. Because he's French. Well, it was E D O U A R D. So it's oh, Ed, okay. Edward. 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 Alfred Martel. Minus the o. Yes. Alfred what? Martel. Martel. Along. Oh no, not along. Around 1889, and he achieved the first. He pioneered this because he achieved the first descent and exploration of the, sorry, anyone from France or speaks French, the <laughs> Gouffre de Padira. Wow, that was perfect. Thank you. I don't think I could have done Thank it better. You You're welcome. With your, as a, with your as French a professional speaker. French speaker. <laughs> I know. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And as well as the first complete descent of Gaping Gill in 1895, which is a 110 Gaping. meter Gaping Gill. Sounds Leaping lizards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> from in the holes? same vein. No, it's from oh. Annie. Oh, I've it's never a seen Annie. Life. That's it's a good one. Cool. I was thinking of the lizards and holes that leap out of the holes. Oh, but similar vein. Yeah, different. different not vein. at all. No. Yeah, <laughs> not, not at all. No, it's okay. Um, so gaping gill is a 110 meter wet vertical shaft. So Edward Alfred Martel, Mm -hmm. he developed his own techniques based on ropes and metallic ladders, which kind of springboarded into today's spelunking. Cool. And then Floyd Collins began to pioneer caving in the United States around the 1920s. Floyd. Floyd. Nice. Sounds about right. 
And then a lot of equipment development and technical innovation occurred in the early 1900s, and that began with the use of scaling poles, nylon ropes, explosives, and mechan- mechanical rope ascenders. <laughs> love that. Cool. Yeah, right? I love, the, I love the idea of explosives in caves. In a cave. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Like the whole... I don't, I don't understand the thought process of, hey, we're in a hole in the ground. Let's bring explosives. <laughs> yeah. And set them off. <laughs> and then I, I don't know do you, do you leave? if you're deep enough in the cave you can't leave <laughs> yeah and I guess everything seems stable until it's not yeah and then you're hosed yeah anyways so that's a little <laughs> bit of history on that and on, on that note some facts and some opinions <laughs> that's I mean what do people come here for do they come here for facts or do they come here for opinions I, I feel like people come for opinions. If you've ended up here out for of facts, all the places you could be at, you should I probably think you're here for opinions. You should probably look into this thing that I heard about called Google. <laughs> DIY. Do it yourself. <laughs> DIY it. If DIY you want if you research. wanna really do it yourself, like that's probably if you wanna really learn, that's probably the way to do it. Google because really we're just here for entertainment. Yeah. brought to you by us (laughs) well um did you have any more history that you were gonna go into that is all so i was just gonna go into the gear that you need so you made a nice segue with your thank you explosives and stuff I don't think that's part of gear anymore. I don't think. Yeah, (laughs) I think think that real fast. I think the more modern gear has been updated. so. So. So, some things that you'll need when you go spelunking for your very first time. For the very first time. For the very first time. For the first time. It's too bad we don't name these episodes fun things anymore. I know. Oh, well. Like a virgin. (laughs) So, helmet, obviously, because what if a rock falls on you and you die? And then they have to carry your body out or leave it for the bats to eat? Yeah. This is going to be a real cherry episode. <laughs> We're just all thinking worst case scenarios. Well, I a do. A spelunker is going to walk or write into us and be like, you guys made us look really bad. Well, actually, I have a, quite a few stats. I stumbled upon a very statful oh. site okay. that was like trying to disprove how dangerous spelunking is. I mean, it was okay. it was dangerous, obviously, but yeah. they... Not horribly they compiled a bunch of stats from other extreme sports as well. Uh-huh. I'll get I'll get into that oh, in a minute, cool, cool, but cool. it was interesting. It's it's not as dangerous as we think it is. Yeah, but I'm I still would not do it. It's still yeah. It goes. I feel like it goes against every natural instinct that you have. Yeah. So like it's so it's so cool. I'm I am if I do if I love I was, walking around caves. If I was less afraid, I would be there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. I feel like that's part of the draw is that it's so, like, like, I was looking at a couple of websites and they were like, these are things that not very many people see because they are afraid to do it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, that is a very big appeal. But also, not sure if I want to risk dying to do that. Yeah, I don't know. So. Food for thought. Yeah. <laughs> so, helmet is a must. Headlamp is also very necessary yes. because once you get into the cave system and you're like beyond the point of the entrance, it's pitch black. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no source of light. 
So that is, unless you're like, like you said, I've been on a walking tour and sometimes they do have like little lights along the way. Mm -hmm. But other than that, if you're just going recreationally by yourself or hopefully with a group, don't go by yourself, guys. That's stupid. But if you're just going like recreationally, then it's probably, odds are, it's not going to have any lights along the way. So bring a headlamp at least like very very least you re- i'm gonna actually make that a must because that's one of the reasons why people die well on, yeah as yeah. spelunkers yeah so if you don't have extra you should bring lights on lights on lights yeah if you pack like, extras of anything it should be lights yeah at the bare minimum bring a headlamp and not just like any headlamp make sure it's a good headlamp mm-hmm. and then because it's dark it's just like that's all there is is darkness and and so yeah like celia said there's no feet too few or no no there's not too many lights Mm -hmm. bring as many as you want please bring lots maybe bring glow sticks for days so that you can see each other but don't leave them don't leave them yeah pack it in pack it out exactly so Um, something else that I wouldn't have even thought of, but they said a coverall or a caving suit is something that a lot of, um, cave, cavers, no, spelunkers (laughs) use because I think the reason for this, what they're saying is that, you know, sometimes like depending on what kind of clothing you have, it could get caught when you're like going through Mm. things and whatever. So if you just have like a jumpsuit, then it's less easy to get caught yeah it kind of minimizes risk yeah yeah so that's something i don't know if that's necessarily as crucial as a headlamp but it's something to think about for sure protective gear is really important they say like knee pads and elbow pads and gloves that way you know you're in this cave system that's probably really rocky because you're in a cave because you're inside a rock (laughs) so yeah you're probably gonna want that kind of stuff so that you're not getting scraped up when you're going through army crawling through things so and then caving boots so they're basically hiking boots but just like very group uh boots with very good grip grippy yeah (laughs) very grippy grippy (laughs) And a backpack. Sometimes, sometimes spelunkers don't have backpacks. It depends on how long. Well, it depends on how long of a like trip they're doing. I would always pack a backpack just in case I got lost. Yeah. So I would say at least have somebody in your group with a backpack because the nice thing about that is that you can have a compass with you just in case you get turned around in the darkness. And then also a first aid kit because you never know what could happen. And then just extra water just in case you do get stuck down there or whatever. Yeah. So those are like the main essentials for spelunking. So now you guys are prepared. Go and do. <laughs> just kidding. <You> set. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the 10 steps to spelunking. For step one, helmet. <laughs> step two, lights. <laughs> um... So, I've got some safety tips. Do you want me to go into those? Yes, do those. Because then I've got facts and how you can die. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes. All right. So, actually, no. Do yours first. Do your how okay. you can die stuff first. And then I'll go into safety tips. Cool. So, some I've got some facts for you all about spelunking. Cool. That hopefully 
might assuage some worries. Also might bring up more worries. Hard to say. We'll <laughs> Things see. that I didn't even know I should be worried about. Yes. And this is, like, looking at this list of things, there's just so much, there's so much risk. Yeah. There's so much risk. Yeah. So, uh, roughly three people die each year in caving accidents in the U.S. Okay. That's, like, not too bad. That's less people than shark attacks. Yeah. But and also even like less people, people than cow the- attacks. <laughs> So you're more likely to die from a cow than you are to die in a cave. But also the ratio is a little bit different. Cows to caves? No. (laughs) I just mean, not disregard the cow fact. (laughs) With like the number of people who go into the ocean every year is probably a lot more people than going to go spelunking each year. That yes, that is so, true. That's that's all. But how many people are in the way of sharks? I do not know. I don't either. How many people are in the way of cows? I don't know. I thought <laughs> I don't know. That <laughs> was we the were fun, that was the craziest fact. <laughs> fun fact for you. Uh, another fun fact in, says includes says is about 16 people get seriously injured each year in the US. Dang. In caving. Yeah. That's not terrible. No, but also I don't want to be one of those people. No, so. I don't. I don't. I don't want to die. That's uh that's my nightmare is dying in a cave <laughs> due to being lost and uh, dehydrated with yeah. no food sitting in a cave <laughs> waiting for your flashlight to die. Yeah. And when you sit I Here's the thing. I, I'm a little paranoid mm-hmm. and think that I see things out of the corners of my eyes sometimes. Yeah. And in, in a cave, especially with all the stalactites and stalagmites. Yeah. And I would and that swarming other, yeah. and, uh, any other animals that are yeah. in there. And I would turn, I just, okay. Picture this. Come to, come to my, <laughs> my screamscape. Her anxiety. For a second. <laughs> so imagine you're army crawling through the cave on your belly with the cave on your back and you've got little stalactites the picture that i saw had like your it looks like a lava tube almost because Mm -hmm. it's little air pockets you're crawling through these air pockets and so you you're on your belly and you turn quickly because it's pitch black around you and you just see like the shadows and shapes that kind of morph around because of all Mm -hmm. the rock formations yeah i would just think about dead all the dead bodies and that's that's where my brain immediately jumps to is zombies or dead bodies or and pray that you really trust the people in your group and you really trust the earth to not shift at that moment and kill you but also that would be a really good place to murder somebody if you were going to i have a really creepy fact to share at the end okay oh no okay (laughs) fun not so fun fact okay so Back to my mm-hmm. other extreme sports you know, that you're more likely to die in. Yeah. You're more likely to die in boxing than in caving. Oh. Yeah. So it's That's a, crazy. It's a 1 in 2,200 compared to 1 in 3,332. Wow. So. Okay. Boxers, watch out. I mean, there's significantly less. Well, I don't really less... want to box either. At one point, I wanted to be a cage fighter, but that dream sailed it's a gone. long time ago. <laughs> I think... There are even fewer people boxing than there are people in caves. So 
the stats are kind of skewed. Yeah, I mean, that's just how stats are going to be. Yeah. You can't compare apples to oranges. You really can't. So it's all probably fairly comparable. Yeah. But you're more likely to die boxing than caving. Okay. And canoeing was also included on the list, one above. So you're more likely to die in caving (laughs) than you are canoeing. There's another one of Celia's uh, fears is canoeing in open waters. Here's the thing, guys. I was on the beach. I went to the beach. That's where I was. My Julia hasn't seen me in forever. I was on a beach and we had a sea kayak and we kayaked out. We're seeing sharks under the water. Oh no. And not, not a ton. We were, I'm not sitting in like a shark swarm, Yeah. but we're, there's, there's sharks. There's sharks. We were on a dock earlier that week and I'm seeing six foot sharks just kind of Oh coast under gosh. the water on the, at the end of the pier. That's and scary. so I took a chance and I was in the sea kayak. I love sea kayaks, but they're not very stable. The, yes, they're, that's true. And I was with my mom and I was sitting there and my mom's like, do you think you see anything? And I'm like, I don't want to see anything. <laughs> don't look, don't if look. If a wave knocks me over, I will be knocked over into the sharks. <laughs> yeah. And then we went in. So that's it. I, we didn't tip over in the sharks. Thank Good. goodness. Good. But... I'm glad you made it back to me. I did. You're welcome. We would have had to cancel the podcast. We would have. You it, You could have found any of your new best friends. You could have said, hey, I have an opening. <laughs> do you, you want to come talk to me about the environment? Or I'll, just, week? I'll just have one last episode. All Hello, alone. fans. Um, this is me breaking the news to you this all. This is Julia. Celia's um, dead. Good girl gone green. <laughs> And the other girl gone dead. (laughs) (laughs) Too good. All right. So do you want to know how you can die? Oh, I missed an opportunity. Just I could have just said, "Good girl gone." (laughs) Period. It's too late now. Too late. So do you want to know how you could die spelunking? Yes. (laughs) Please tell me. Okay. Tell me. You can die from falling rocks. Okay. From cavers falling. Yep. So you as Sounds the right. caver, you could fall. Yeah. Flooding, running yep. out of light, yep. physical exhaustion, yep. getting lost or stuck, perhaps on your belly, underneath a rock, and you can't go forward or back, and you just have to lay there oh and wither away and die and wait for your lights to turn off <laughs> So much, and then anxiety. be eaten by animals. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll stay here. <laughs> um, Spelunkers, you can have your fun. Enjoy. You, whatever whatever gets you up out of bed. Yes. Truly, truly, truly. That's not mine. Yeah. My dad said something great the other day. He said, don't yuck someone else's yum. That, you know, we don't, we, we don't ever want to yuck anybody else's yum. I really hate that phrase. I think it's disgusting. But for anyone out there, we are not yucking anyone's yum. I don't know what else. Yes. Cavins. Oh, yep. Love those. Yep. Claustrophobia. <laughs> you could die of that? Well, I would assume that if you, you just panic like kind in a of cave, panic and if you freak panic out in a cave, and stop. Yeah. You're kind of hosed. Yeah. Hypothermia. Yep. Dehydration. Yep. Bad air. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. You can contract cave disease. Yep. Which is a fungus infection found in soil from bat and bird feces. You can bring COVID-19 round two back to the rest you of us. You could. You could. From the bats. You could contract leptospirosis, which is a bacterial blood infection contracted from animal urine coming in contact with the skin. Nice. Love that. So getting peed on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I think it's probably in the soil or on the rocks. Okay. And and probably if there's water runoff, mm-hmm. if it's yeah. not clean, clean water, and it's it could probably have lots of toxins and stuff because yeah. pollution. Love it. And, yeah, if you're in it or on it or around it, mm-hmm. you can probably contract it. So, anyways, lots of dangers to you. I Some of those I didn't even think of, so thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Making it even worse for you. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Well, on that note, I have some safety tips. Hit us, <laughs> you want us with your safety that. tips. Um, I don't know how much it'll save you from some of those, so that's cool. Have fun. Be careful. <laughs> so, number one, tell somebody where you're going who's not going with you, obviously. Yes. Because if you tell the person you're going with, then you both are screwed. But... Tell somebody who is staying safe at home where you are going. Um, And also, like, make sure that they know exactly where, like, exactly where Mm -hmm. you're going to be. Because when you're down in the caves, you're not going to have phone service. Even if you share your location with them, like, they're not going to know where you're at. They can't find you. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, guys. As nice as technology is, it's not going to help. So really make sure they know where you are and when you're expected to be back like in service so that, you know, they can plan on getting a text from you around 4 p.m. or something like that. And then if like 8 p.m. rolls around and they still haven't heard from you, then they can start freaking out maybe. So something to think about. Also, number one, never go alone. Ever. Ever, ever. Dumb. Like, Shouldn't even go hiking alone, but also I've done that before. You can go hiking alone. That's okay. But definitely do not go Do not alone. do this alone. Yeah. They say at least three in a group is what they say. Mm-hmm. So, and then at least one of them should be an experienced caver. Yeah. So that's the deal with spelunking. This is not to be taken lightly. This isn't just go out and grab some friends and let's go, like, screw around in the caves Mm -hmm. this is like serious stuff yeah so know the weather where you're going to be around the caves as well because weather obviously like weather can change quickly sometimes but as well as you can try to be aware of what the weather is going to be like because especially caves they're underwater water or underwater they're under ground Mm -hmm. and so water rushes down to the lowest point obviously because of gravity and so caves are the lowest point so it can very quickly get flooded if there is some kind of rainstorm or flash flood or something and then avoid any steps that look kind of unstable so like if you see like a pile of rocks or something in your headlamp avoid it at all like just in general, just because you don't know what's going to happen from stepping there. Yeah. If you have any kind of doubt, you probably should heed that. Yeah. Just as a Listen to your instincts. Yeah. yeah. Don't go spelunking. No. <laughs> My instincts say don't do that. So I'm going to sit here. <laughs> and then all members of the party should remain within earshot of each other. Mm-hmm. So... If you guys can hear each other, honestly, I would say within, like, eyesight so that you can see each other's lights, but sometimes that's not always going to be possible just because of, like, the way that caves So I would stuff. be attached to whoever. <laughs> see, I went 
scuba diving. Uh-huh. And I was paired with the scuba instructor as my partner because yeah. I it was just me. And so everyone else had gone with a buddy and I didn't have a buddy. And so yeah. I was with Dave. And Dave was probably like, who is this girl? Because <laughs> I was glued you. to his elbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if that's how you do it, that's do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then this was something that I wouldn't have even thought of, but maybe a professional spelunker would know this know to do this anyways but they say to leave your keys hidden in a safe place outside of the cave or just inside the mouth of the cave just in case you the driver die and no. your friends have in to... case you lose the keys in oh. the cave because yeah what are well, you I gonna was just do jumping to worst case scenario Say, well that's what i thought that's, that's what i thought at first that's what i thought at first too but no it's like because you could be like doing something in the cave and Mm -hmm. you just drop them or whatever that would suck yeah so yeah so leave them obviously you want to leave them hidden so that you don't come out and your car is stolen just go outside and there's a wall of keys yeah (laughs) all the spelunkers inside pick your car (laughs) um yeah so make sure that they're hidden and that several people like in your group know where to find them Mm -hmm probably just in case anything happens <laughs> but you know and then yeah that's all i got for that and then just like on an environmental note like caves are super delicate um environments and so and they're like home to really endangered species and just species that you don't see every day and also rare rock formations and they're just very unique and delicate and it's important to take care of that mm-hmm. anything and everything can upset the balance of the ecosystem in a cave because it's super delicate yeah i have a quote from the national the national speleological society ah the nss yeah it's actually their motto and their motto is take nothing but pictures leave nothing but footprints kill nothing but time Wow. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? It was beautiful. Yeah. So that's the motto that you should also take with you. <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually a few more effects on the environment. Yes. Um, that I'm super excited to share with you guys. So beginning cavers, it's a little bit more what you as a caver can do to help conserve the cave ask not what the caves can do for you but what you can do for the cave system there what can you do this is what you can do that was wow how quick am i wow right look at you two weeks i know i've gotten so i started i finished a book that's what happened to me what i'm a genius the book that you recommended to me which book Road. (gasps) you what in two weeks Whatever. You read a book in two weeks? Yeah, I did. <laughs> did you not cry? I did cry. <sighs> Sorry, this is a shameless <laughs> plug for my most favorite book. It's called The Jellica Road by It's Melina a very Marchetta. good book. I wasn't sure about it at first, but I got into it. It takes a minute to get started. Yeah. Because it was kind of confusing what was going on at right. first. Not because the plot's not interesting, but because you have a hard time following. Yeah. So, but it was so good. So it we'll would talk, recommend. We'll talk later. Yeah. It's, I've read it a million times. It's yeah. so good. It makes me cry every time I read it. Yeah. So, Super good. Anyways. Uh, what you can do for your caves includes, <laughs> back to our regular schedule program. Yes. Not, we're not a book club. No, we're not. 
Clearly. That'd be fun. Look at me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> look, clearly not. Look at you with your one book down. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. So beginning cavers should begin on beginning caves, which yes. makes sense. It's kind of, it makes sense. Don't try to push yourself too fast. No, definitely start small and work up towards bigger and better things. Yeah. Because this allows for less damage on the cave from inexperience. It also allows for less um, danger to you mm-hmm. as the as the spelunker. Yes. Makes sense. Yes, it does. Com- use common sense, please. Yeah. Um, you can also abide. It's also, you should. It's not even you can or you ought to. You you should abide by the cave conservation plan if there was is one in place. Mm-hmm. Cave conservation plans can include um, what where you can go, what you can touch, what you should walk yeah. on, what you should avoid. So just a general overview of the cave. Yeah. You should be looking for that anyways. Mm-hmm. But if there is a plan put in place, then you should follow that. Cave. Oh, sorry. Do not overfill caves. Exceeding the maximum party size can damage vulnerable areas in the cave. Mm-hmm. So if you pack, if if I don't know, I know room sizes in buildings will say <laughs> max maximum capacity. max capacity fifty people. Yeah. Do not pack fifty five people into the cave because it starts to <laughs> overflow. Yeah. And people are bumping and touching right, stuff right. and stepping where they shouldn't or knocking things off and yeah. just please don't. Safety rules suck, but also they're in place for a reason. They are. And they're typically rules because somebody broke it. Don't be a dummy. You don't believe in science. Believe in the science. (laughs) So also you should cave as a team because it not not just caving with a group of people, but cave as an active team. Mm -hmm. Because stragglers can sometimes take the wrong route and enter vulnerable areas of the cave, which damages the cave and and themselves as well. You don't want to have to go and hunt for your buddy no. in the cave. That's terrible. Buddy's left behind. No buddy's left behind. Oh, so yeah, th- that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. You should also avoid vulnerable areas in caves, such as stalagmites and stalactites and flowstone. And I, I didn't find this anywhere, but I'm going to share my little fact. This is this is me and what I know about caves. Don't overtouch things. Yes. Because the oils from your hands will mm-hmm. get onto the rocks and over time it Wear creates it that really shiny when that really shiny and soft rocks that, yeah. kind of, that look really cool to touch. Yeah. That's because everyone has touched them over time. Mm-hmm. So to keep to maintain the integrity of the cave, don't touch things that shouldn't be touched. Yep. Stay on the path that is not just for well that's for everyone's safety that's for your safety and for the cave safety learn to recognize sensitive cave features that can be damaged by walking or crawling such as mud floors or flowstone floors uh-huh. um also it all goes it all comes back to we want you to be safe yes it's not just it's not these rules aren't put in place to ruin your fun it's to keep what you love beautiful but also to keep you safe yes Treat all cave wildlife with respect and avoid disturbing them. And pack it in, pack it out. So, like Number we said one before, rule of doing anything in nature. Always, if you always, love it, always. If you love it, don't kill it. Don't. Why would you do that? That's all. Don't be a dummy. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. Unpopular, but whatever. Unpopular opinion. <laughs> don't be a dummy. <laughs> So I also have some best places to spelunk. Just a quick. I also do. Let's but you go. Do we have the same list? Maybe. Maybe. 
You go. You do yours first. Okay. And then maybe, maybe we can alternate if it's the I same I was going to say, if it's the same list, we can just alternate. Too cool. Okay, so I have the Natural Bridge Caverns in Texas. Oh, I think we found the same Boom. list. Boom. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Are you going to say the next one? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then the Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico. The Lost Sea Wild Cave Tour Craig in the Craighead Caverns in Tennessee. Yes. And... And Fun fact about those, the they are the largest, un, or they are it is the largest underground lake in the U.S. and the Ooh. second biggest in the world. And That's cool. The tour that they take you on is overnight. <gasps> That's so you get neat. To stay in the cave overnight if you dare. Well, okay, because I've seen. I would love to do cave tours. Yes. I think a lot of these big caving spots will also have little smaller yeah. cave tours. Mm-hmm. And I would be super down to do that. Yeah. Because you're walking through the caves, looking at the stuff, doing the do's. Mm-hmm. You're not wriggling through. Yeah. Tight spaces. <laughs> yes. Agreed. So. Agreed. All like right. I even did. Oh. Oh. No, no, no. Go ahead. I even did the lava tubes down in St. George. And that was a little, not super pushing it. There was a lot of climbing up and down rocks and stuff, and it wasn't tight, tight, but it was it was just like a little tube. Yeah. And so I was super comfortable with that, but I yeah. know, I think I had a couple family members who stayed up top just because yeah. it was a little bit Too on the claustrophobic side. Yeah. So, for sure. Anyways, lava tubes are also neat if you're looking for beginning yeah, caving an intro. opportunities. Yeah, for sure. My turn. Oh, wait, no, it's not. No, it's, it's your turn. turn. <laughs> the El Capitan Cave in Alaska, which, fun fact, is the longest mapped cave in Alaska. There's our pipes again. I'm just going to keep Love going them. through them. Do it. It's the largest mapped cave in Alaska, and it's more than two miles long. And for the environment, an environmental note, it has a steel gate that was installed on, like, the side to prevent vandalism oh because people were vandalizing things because people are dummies ridiculous cosmic cavern arkansas yes which which sorry i i don't have any fun that, facts on that's them. okay i just like i kind of read the synopsis for each of mm-hmm. them and added a couple of things because they were cool yeah so in these ones they have two bottomless cave lakes Ooh. like at the bottom of the caves and they said that they, like, they're called bottomless because the bottoms, like, they've explored far mm-hmm. and the bottoms still haven't been found yet. So they're, like, That's very, spooky. very deep. Yeah. I don't love that. Yeah. All the way to China, maybe. <laughs> Did you ever play, do that when you were a kid? You'd, like, be digging a hole and you'd be like, I'm going to dig all the way to China. We would, we would dig in our sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> and try to dig to check. Yeah, same. Sandbox. We'd be like in our backyard with my mom's gardening tools. Uh-huh. We're, we're like, we're to digging China. to China. We yeah. hate you guys. <laughs> You'll get really far in your plastic bottomed <laughs> sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And then the Cosmic Cavern in Arkansas. I already said that. Oh, yeah. I just said that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the one with the two bottomless yes. legs. Yes. Sorry. 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 So, after that, we've got the Fantastic Pit at Ellison's Cave in Georgia. Georgia. Which, this one's really crazy. You repel 586 feet. 
That's a lot of feet. That's so many feet. That's so many feet. Yeah. So that's a thing. Yeah. But also, yeah. I love rappelling. Rappelling is very cool. I've never gone. We should I've go. always wanted to go, though. Yeah, we should go sometime. It's super fun. We yeah. should go to a climbing wall sometime. They're we fun. should. I love them. That'd be awesome. But but I've never rappelled that far. That many feet. <laughs> no. That's a lot of feet. That's a lot. <laughs> um, okay, this one I want to do really badly. Mm-hmm. So you should also want to do it with me. Okay. The Great Blue Hole in Belize, which is scuba spelunking, yes. which I would be much more comfortable doing, I think, because... Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because because I've, I've already mastered... Not I'm not a master. I've scuba dived <laughs> in a pool and a cave. <laughs> that's, that's it. But I think that'd be really neat because... I don't know. I think it would be really neat. Yeah. You should get scuba certified. You should finish your scuba certification and come with me. I will take note of your opinion. Oh my goodness. Okay. We'll talk about this later. Okay. So, I guess, fun fact about that one. It is a scuba cave, like Celia said, and it's a thousand feet across. Like, the cave is a thousand feet across Mm -hmm. and then 412 feet down. So Dope. Pretty deep and far. Yes. But pretty cool. Okay, so next we've got the Glenwood Caverns in Colorado. Celia's favorite state. Is that your your favorite favorite. state? Yes, I think it's the superior state, honestly. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) And that one had a really horrible picture on it, and it was just very tight. Oh, is that? I think that's the one that I was looking at. Yeah, that's probably the one that you're thinking of. The guy on his belly. Yeah. It looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) let's go past that one. So if you're claustrophobic, definitely um, do that one. Don't do that one. Go somewhere else. <laughs> we also have the Vancouver Island Caves in British Columbia, Canada. Yes. Which, the only thing that I have about that one is that they said it's good for kids and beginners. So, if you're looking for something a little bit easier, that might be one to look into. Trek it up to Canada. Which, Canada is the coolest. Oh, Canada so. is the coolest. I love Canada. <laughs> and BC is the coolest. We didn't go to Vancouver Island, but I think we thought about got it. stranded. Ah, that's a good story. <laughs> that might be a story for another time. It might be. Patreon subscribers, this oh, one's for you. Yep. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And then last but not least, we have... Oh, wait. Is that your turn? That's your turn. Uh, you go. You're okay. already on it. <laughs> the Waitomo Glowworm Caves in New Zealand, which I want to go to that one. Yes. The picture was very one. cool. Did you read the synopsis? Briefly. So... Yes. So, in these caves, they have what's called the Waitomo Glowworm. Or the Arachnocampa Luminosa. Yes. If you wanted the Latin name. Yeah. And it they're, like, all over this cave, and they light up. I thought that they were, when I first looked at that picture, I thought it was, like, crystals or something. Mm-hmm. But they're just these bugs, basically, they that drop light on up. you? I know. That would be horrible. <laughs> right <laughs> in the eye. Be, that would be awful. But... How cool, though. Like, just wow. She's looking up like she's looking at him now. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. That would be cool. And the picture that they have there, it looks very family friendly. Yeah. So. It did. It's probably just. It looks like it was a tour. Yeah, so. a cave tour. Yeah. Which, like Celia said, I think for these ones that are more well known, other than the scuba diving one, probably, because it's mm-hmm. hard to make that one like a 
easy one. Yeah. But for most of them, I think they do have parts, since they're so popular, parts that are just, like, a quick tour mm-hmm. that you can go in without yeah. having to be a professional spelunker. So. For sure. So, those are the spots we have. They are. Check them the out. Coolest the coolest spelunking spots. The coolest, according to Live Science, yes. they're the coolest <laughs> spelunking spots. So. Yeah. And then, did you have anything else? I have a creepy fact for you. Okay. To end on. You, oh, you want to end on it? Well, I don't, we can end it on it if you want well, to. Well, no. So, this was just, like, another note, kind of uh, bringing it back to the, like, the environment, which is the whole point of our podcast. Yes. So, this was just a quote from one spelunker that said, it was kind of cute to think about, mm-hmm. but... Just outdoor activities can help foster this connection. And by this connection, he's meaning, like, our connection to our planet Earth. Yeah. And um, so here's an action that you can take sometime this week. Grab yourself, your children, your parents, or some buddies, and head out for an outdoor adventure. Walking, climbing, floating down a river, spelunking, whatever you want to do. Enjoy and respect the beauty of nature. I like that. That's all. Well, now I feel bad bringing us down with my creepy facts. <laughs> I know, I should have saved it for the end, but we love creepy facts, so get ready. Okay, so you can look up, and maybe we'll post it on the gram if we remember, which we won't. So I will remember. Maybe, maybe. we'll do it as our preview <laughs> Thursday this week, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find the maps and look at them yourself. But the mysterious cases of people vanishing without a trace also match up with America's largest cave systems. Oh, so if I've you look at that. the two maps mm-hmm. together, they are very closely related. Yeah. So there's definitely some mysteries down there. There are some dead bodies in the caves. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. <laughs> wow, what a beautiful note. <laughs> that's all I have. Um, yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Well, if you guys have enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, tell your friends about us, tell your family about us. I think we're fabulous. <laughs> um, also, write a review if you can. And yeah, we've got some cool things going on on our Instagram and Twitter at G underscore four podcasts. We've got our Facebook page, Good Girls Go Green. Celia's been posting some great stuff in there. So go check that out. You can also email us at goodgirlsgogreenpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website for all of our sources that we used for today's episode and all of our other episodes on our website, goodgirlsgogreenpodcast.com. And then please, please, if you can, support us on Patreon. We've got some cool stuff going on over there for you guys. And it's only, you can choose between $3, 5 and $10 a month not very much so if you've got the means we would love it we would love we'd love the support <laughs> we love you yes thanks for, this for you thanks for listening another week <laughs> bear with we'll, us we'll catch you next week yep have a great week guys bye, bye. you're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying You're the dummy that don't believe in science Written on your forehead, always be denying Hey, hey, hey